Hi there, this is Connor Gilbertson, Public Relations Coordinator with the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center and Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas. I wanted to let you know, before we get started, that this is a podcast about substance use. Sometimes we are going to talk about stories or details that may be tough and uncomfortable to hear. Our overall goal is to help people be healthier and happier. With that being said, do what you need to take care of yourself. Feel free to pause and step away if you need to. This episode will be right here when you get back. The most important thing is that you take care of yourself. Thanks. Now let's grow. Today we are here with Jacob Smith, one of our youth prevention specialists with our YPI department. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Good to hear. I guess we'll just start off. What does YPI stand for? Yeah, so YPI stands for Youth Prevention Indicated. A little bit about what we do. We mainly focus on grades 9 through 12, so your high school age kids. On top of that, though, we do, you know, we work with really anybody that's going to be involved in those kids' lives. So we work with teachers, coaches, that kind of thing, as well as parents. We also dabble in, you know, some middle school age lessons and presentations and things like that. Really just anybody that could benefit from our services and is going to be involved in some way, shape, form, or fashion in that 9th through 12th grade age group there. But yeah, youth prevention indicated. That's what YPI stands for. What topics are covered within some of the presentations that you guys might cover in schools? Right. So our topics are pretty diverse. We, of course, do some substance-specific kind of topics and presentations, things like alcohol, tobacco, marijuana, underage drinking, that kind of stuff. So like I said, pretty substance specific. On top of that, we also have, you know, a high school curriculum. It's typically meant to be delivered in a period of six weeks, twice a week. And that particular curriculum, it involves a lot of different stuff. So there's life skills lessons, right? A lot of stuff that focuses on things like self-control. Also, you know, we, we teach lessons on how drug use and drug abuse, not only is negative for the individual who's actually engaging in that use or abuse, uh, but it also will kind of affect the people around that person, right? So it's it's hard on the families, it's hard on the friends and so on and so forth. But like I said, really wide range of topics that we cover. And, you know, we do things like presentation series. So a lot of schools have really enjoyed those. Um, if maybe they're not completely sold on the curriculum, what we'll do is we'll go in and we'll just do a little series with them. So it could be like, you know, a over the period of three weeks, I'll come in once a week and each week I'll give a different presentation on a different topic. Usually what they really like is alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana. And that's probably because those are kind of the main substances that are kind of an issue among that ninth through 12th grade age bracket there. So, but yeah, that's, that's uh, just some of the stuff that we teach about. So you guys are doing substance use and other things, but you're also hitting other topics. We, we have some presentations on bullying as well. Um, now, because we teach high schoolers, obviously we're going to deliver those lessons a little differently. You can go into a little more detail. You can be a bit more honest with them, things like that. Of course, you keep it appropriate. Um, But yeah, we teach things about communication. Um, We teach things, like I said, you know, we talk about things that are involved with self-control, you know, just different skills that are going to improve the social aspects of a student's life because Nine times out of 10, when we talk to these kids, especially, you know, because we work with students who have actually, you know, had run-ins, tested positive on drug tests. They've, you know, had substances found in their vehicle or something like that. We work with those kids. And when we ask them, okay, you know, why is it that you're using this substance? I'll talk about stress. Okay, well, what's stressing you out? And it's usually something in that social sphere, right? People or at school or it's teachers that they feel like are stressing them out. And really the whole goal of these life skills lessons is to show them like 
it's okay to be stressed out like it happens but what's not okay is when you turn to a substance to try and cope with that stress that's not healthy right it's going to cause you more stress it's not going to fix anything so instead we try and give them skills and knowledge that will help them to kind of understand where that stress is coming from and then um, of course to deal with that in a healthy way to cope naturally to cope in a healthy way makes sense and it kind of impresses me in a sense that it can start as something simple yet massive like mm a pep rally or whatever the case might be, or a large presentation, you got to go out and do one-on-ones depending on who might need it. Yeah, it's, you mentioned the one-on-ones. So we don't do a ton of counseling, but we do individual education. And I really enjoy those. I do a lot of those. A lot of what I do is involved with things like DAPs and stuff like that. So I end up with, you know, a lot of kids who have made some kind of mistake and have had to face some kind of disciplinary repercussion for it. And while, yes, the nature of what I'm doing is educational, like inevitably those kids will share stuff with you. And probably one of the most rewarding aspects of my job is, um, you know, these kids eventually, you know, you get, they get familiar with you, you know, you're seeing them pretty, uh, pretty regularly and things like that, that that's kind of where you start to make progress is because, you know, you're always sharing information, you're bringing them new things, maybe stuff they didn't, didn't know before, or just hadn't thought of before. Um, and eventually that starts to sink in more when they see like, okay, this person's not just, you know, floating through a class like they're here because they actually want things to turn out well for me. And I can speak pretty confidently for uh, every other member of my particular department, YPI, as well as probably prevention as a whole, is that's the truth. We're not here to just collect a paycheck. We're not here killing time. Uh, We're here because there's a need, you know, kids need education, some specific specialized education as far as substance use and things like that go. And we want these kids' lives to turn out as, you know, positively as possible. And if we can, if we can contribute to that, then that's, that's what it's all about. So exactly. Since I've started here, that's been like the craziest thing that I've noticed is just the a the wide age range that we do cover in prevention yeah. mm-hmm. uh the fact that it starts at what pre-k3 <clears throat> yeah and then goes all the way up through high school uh, it's, it's just crazy to see the fact that from basically start to finish you're experiencing some sort of prevention from adac and you're really getting the full service basically because yep. like you said from the time that they're young to now like the kids aren't coming there being like oh well, we had another boring presentation today right it was oh this is what we did with adac and like yep. they take these experiences and learn from them and we hear yep. stories all the time uh from people who go off and do things but it shows at the end of the day that you know yes this is a job but at the same time like we, we're here for a service yeah you're making an impression you're exactly. making a difference that kind of thing going back into the presentations and topics a little mm-hmm. bit Tell me a little bit about the activities. I know you have hidden plain sight, but just kind of elaborate on that. Yeah. So uh, our presentations, because everybody knows like eventually if I'm coming into a classroom and I'm just giving a presentation every day over a substance or something like that, that can get very monotonous very, very quickly. And so we really put in an effort to try and put in some kind of interactivity element with our presentations. We also just do what we call positive alternatives, which are just activities in and of themselves as far far as the presentations that have activity incorporated in them, that is, you know, getting these students involved in some of this stuff. Uh, For instance, there's one of the lessons in our curriculum where we do a skit, right? So these kids come up and we give them the opportunity to play a character, give them a little background on the character, who they are, kind of like a talk show setting. And the whole idea is, you know, it, it gets them out of a desk. It gets them up there. Some of the characters have some pretty serious lines, but then that's always really enjoyable uh, because they do a great job. I mean, you know, some of those kids are cracking jokes and stuff like that. And, uh, 
while yes, the message that we're trying to get across is serious, you got to have a little bit of fun with some things sometimes. And we're all pretty aware of how to keep that fun appropriate and basically just have it still get that message across. And then with the positive alternatives, the whole idea behind that, again, we'll play games with them. We'll hand out some, you know, drug free items and merchandise, stuff like things like water bottles and snap bracelets and all kinds of different stuff. And again, that's just you get them moving, you get them active. You don't want these kids to associate you like you said. You don't want them to associate you with another boring day in class, right? Uh, even though some of these presentations, you know, it is largely just somebody standing up at the front of the class talking to them. You know, we do everything we can to keep it from putting people to sleep. So incorporating those activities and things like that is very important. And then two, you mentioned it, the hidden in plain sight, right? It's very popular, especially kind of right around now uh, before school starts. We did one just here recently in uh, Central High School. And basically what Hidden in Plain Sight is, is we set up a mock teenager's bedroom and there's all kinds of items throughout this room that basically fall into one of three categories is what I tell most people. Some of the items are just regular items. They're just stuff that it's there to make it look like teenager's bedroom, right? Some of the items are there that are clear indicators of potential drug use or abuse. And in that category, you've got actual substances. We have, you know, some mock substances and stuff in there that are supposed to represent drugs and stuff. Um, you've got items that depict drug use or are related to drug use in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And then the third category is simply items that are basically geared towards concealing or hiding drug use. And that's pretty self-explanatory, just there to kind of cover things up, to hide substances, that kind of thing. So that was an interesting thing to kind to see in the different things that could just, you know, look normal. Right. And then a minute you flip something up. Right. Yeah. It's uh it's crazy because I mean there's stuff in there that you'd have never thought of. I mean, I know when I started working here and uh, and they started introducing me to the hidden in plain sight kind of setup. Um, it was definitely stuff that I had never thought of before. And that's typically the kind of response we get. And the whole idea behind that one, there's a ton of stuff in there that, you know, you can find and you're typically not gonna have a, any single teenager have that much stuff in their room. Generally, the the whole idea is to be like, hey, because we only give that presentation to adults. You don't ever let a kid in there because the whole idea, we don't want to give them ideas. What we want to do is allow adults to kind of understand like, hey, you don't know everything and that's okay. That's fine. You don't have to know everything, but you need to be aware that, you know, there's kind of this combination of signs and symptoms, that kind of deal that could indicate that maybe your teen is uh, at risk or is currently using a substance. And and then, you know, it's just the whole idea of keeping the adults in these kids' lives also involved and vigilant and aware and informed, educated. So, yeah, we love giving that at community presentations for uh, parents and, and grandparents and guardians, as well as we'll go into schools in like uh, teacher work weeks. That's what we did with the Central is a teacher work week right before their school started back. And we gave it to all those teachers. And, you know, those teachers in there, of course, you know, they're all involved in a kid's life in some way, shape, form or fashion because they work at a school and many of them are parents or grandparents themselves. Uh, it's, in my opinion, one of the most interesting kind of uh, activities, interactive kind of activities, presentations that we give. Going off of that, how do schools or other community resources get YPI to come and present or start putting that curriculum mm -hmm. in place, things along those lines? Yeah, it's, it's typically pretty easy. Of course, we have the website, which you can always get in contact 
with us through the website, or you can contact our supervisor, Shelly Barnes, at the number 936-631-8781. And she will line things out, figure out what it is you maybe want incorporated, that kind of thing. Um, And then she'll get with one of us and we will get a prevention specialist out there to the campus, probably meet with some administration. Uh, That's the other thing too, I was going to mention is we don't only work with schools. So that's primarily where we go because that's primarily where students are. Uh, But we've done church events. We've done, you know, just community events, um, career fairs, you name it. Uh, We'll come out there and be a part of it and um, just try and get, you know, a good message out there, hand some stuff out, hand out some information, hand out some free stuff. You know, give you some pens and some stress balls and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, just contact Shelly Barnes. Again, that number is 936-631-8781. Or just call the main number and ask for Shelly and they'll, uh, they'll get you connected. The curriculum is that state regulated, isn't it? Yeah, so that, that is uh, that has been approved by the state. Uh, there's a training that we all have to go through in order to be able to deliver that curriculum. All four of our YPI prevention specialists are trained in that. We've delivered it several different times on several different occasions at several different sites. Uh, yes, it's been uh, it's evidence based curriculum. Um, it's been very effective. We got a lot of positive feedback. It's really, I think, beneficial in one. Again, it's, you know, it usually takes place over six weeks if you do it twice a week. Um, if schedules are a little tighter than that, we've done it over 12 weeks and you just go once a week. That's fine. We can make that work. But the enjoyable part about that is that you do get to be in the classroom consistently. And so you get to know those kids. They get to know you, that kind of thing. And that really just kind of builds that rapport and that trust and that familiarity so that they'll kind of open up a little bit more. Usually those first two or three lessons, you know, they might be a little reserved. You got two people answering questions, but uh, usually after, you know, you get started in the fourth, fifth lesson, something like that, they open up and it's more a problem to get them to stop talking (laughs) than to get them to start talking, Uh, which is, that's a good problem for for me to have is if they're being responsive, they're asking questions, that kind of thing. Um, You know, we, we love that. We work with that all day long. Absolutely. The feedback is definitely more so a, a positive than a negative for sure. Oh, for sure. And taking a dive kind of deeper into that, something coming up here very soon, mm-hmm. probably before we know it, Red Ribbon Week in Red, October, yeah. uh, which is really more so like a month and a half for most of you guys. But can you tell me, you know, with that week on the horizon, just tell me a little bit about what YPI's involvement is in the schools during the month of October. Yes. So YPI, uh, we love Red Ribbon Week, as you mentioned, kind of more like a Red Ribbon Month for us because we're going to things like Red Ribbon rallies and, you know, we're we're doing assemblies. We're doing, again, those presentation series that I mentioned are huge during kind of that, that month. That's when people really like those. Just getting in there and getting the message out, again, about the dangers, of, specifically with Red Ribbon Week, with about the dangers of tobacco and things like that. We, we like doing things like uh, lunch and learns, which are really popular with a lot of schools. They're really um, easy to set up. The, there's not a lot of stress on the school side. It's like, hey, would you care if we set up a table and handed some stuff out during kids' lunch period? And they're like, please do. So we do a lot of those. We'll host some poster contests sometimes. We usually go into like an art class or, you know, a study hall period or something like that and kind of put that on. And and uh, the winner of those contests will get some kind of little prize. And then we do a lot of uh, material distribution too, uh, which material distribution probably doesn't sound super glamorous, but that's why it looks like Red Ribbon Week, right? We're getting posters out there. We're getting flyers out there, information 
all kinds of red ribbon week themed items, you know, water bottles, pencils, pens, uh, all kinds of different stuff. We're distributing ribbons themselves, right? Um, so we really kind of uh, buckle down and try to just be present. We want to be a face on the campus that those kids get familiar with and be a part of the um, festivities. Because, you know, a lot of schools, they kind of go out for, go all out for red ribbon week. They'll dress up, have themed days, that kind of thing. And uh, we love you know, being there for that. Uh, if we're in a school regularly, a uh, cool thing is, is that management okays us to kind of go along with those theme days. So every now and then during Ribbon, Ribbon Week, you might see one of us just strolling around with, you know, colored hair or weird socks on or something, you know, just depending on what the theme is. Um, but yeah, and it's leading up to Halloween. So we've actually had some people dress up for Halloween for it too. We love Red, Red, Red Ribbon Week. I know I was going to mess it up at least once, but uh, it's a it's, it is. Yeah. I don't know where the W comes from, but yeah, it's in there. Wood Women Week, but no, it's great. Outside of October, are there any big months that you guys really like to hit on? Yeah, so they're uh, drug-free and drug-related campaigns, things like that pretty much all throughout the school year. They kind of settle down a little bit in the summer, but there's things like Tobacco Free Kids Day. In December, I think there's typically a really big push for uh, drunk driving awareness. And so again, we work with that high school population. Those kids, they have driver's license. So we push stuff like that, especially when we're talking to some of our older junior, senior level classes and things like that. Because one, you know, you, you obviously don't want them drinking underage. That's the first thing we're pushing. Uh, but you certainly don't want them drinking underage and then getting behind the wheel of a vehicle. It's something not only, you know, we care about professionally, but personally, because like I said, you know, these kids get to know us. We get to know these kids. We care about them. So that's something that we push. And then, like I said, you know, there's campaigns literally all throughout the school year, just about every month um, that are in some way involved. And, you know, stuff we do, we'll go to schools and things like that for, um, you know, some of these campaigns and we'll get kids to make posters and they hang them around schools. So it gets them involved. It's raising awareness for the issues. And some of these are, you know, national level campaigns. Some of them are state level campaigns, but either way, you know, they're pushing a positive message. It's something a little bigger than just, you know, an individual school or community or something like that. So we like to try and make staff of these different schools. And that's the other thing too, is the administration in these schools, I don't think I've ever got like a, we're not interested. As far as when we're talking about these campaigns, it's like, hey, we got this campaign going on. Usually it's, okay, cool. How can I be involved? You know, do we clubs making making posters or... So the schools are all on board for things like that, for sure, um, which is great. You know, we love to see that. But yeah, there's plenty, plenty of stuff going on kind of throughout the year to keep us all occupied. Just kind of looking at that, talking about everything that we have, and this is just a genuine question because mm-hmm. I've asked this in all my other podcasts, but what is something you feel that people don't know about? Yeah. So I've kind of talked about a lot of things as far as what YPI does, but I think a lot of people kind of either aren't aware of all the stuff we do. Like a lot of people maybe don't know about things like hidden in plain sight and stuff like that. Cause you got to understand when we get into schools, you know, we'll meet with a principal and a counselor, you know, one of the two or both of them. And we've got, you know, 15, 20 minutes to try and be like, Hey, this is what we do. And you should let us come do it on your campus. Right. And so a lot of it is stuff that's just really relevant to the students, which is going to be those presentations, the curriculum, stuff like that, lunch and learns, uh, really just kind of pushing some stuff like that, which is great. Those are probably some of the biggest things we do, some of the most influential things we do. Um, but when we really start to kind of build that relationship with those schools, that's when we start kind of really kind of opening up and they get to see really what all we can do. So they learn about things like the uh, hidden in plain sight. Another thing that's been really cool 
Um, we have become so involved with uh, some of these campuses that they've actually written us into their drug policies and their handbook. What that kind of looks like is that, you know, if a student were to test positive on a drug test or if they uh, found kind of some kind of substance on their person in their bag or in their vehicle, typically there's going to be some kind of disciplinary action taken with that. Um, a lot of schools, they will have you removed from extracurricular activities and things like that. Um, you know, the, the uh, schools around here are pretty, pretty serious when it comes to stuff uh, that involves the use of substances and, and especially the presence of those substances on school campus. And so as part of that, they have uh, written us into their drug policies to where if a student is a first time offender, right? So first time they've ever had a run in with something like this, they're removed from their extracurricular and they're placed on what they typically refer to as like a probationary period. And they will have them typically complete some kind of a, an assignment on their own. And then on top of that, they have to do an amount of time of education with one of our prevention specialists. So typically uh, for one of the schools around here, they do on the first infraction, it's a three hour course. So I will meet with a student um, three times, three, four times, you know, just depending on what time allows uh, for an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and they're doing one on one education with me. And, you know, I'm sitting there and, and in, our, in a classroom with a faculty member or somebody also in the room just kind of monitoring the situation just so you're not, you know, one-on-one -on -one with a kid or something. And they are given homework and things like that that basically they get credit for. And at the end of that three-hour period, uh, I give them a certificate that says that they completed that drug education course. Uh, they give that to their principals or administration and then um, they kind of keep moving through the process, which is really great for a number of reasons, right? So kids make mistakes. Um, we were all kids. We all did something that we probably regretted while we were kids, right? But that doesn't mean that it's going to, you know, completely alter the direction of your life. In fact, that's the message we kind of try to go against the best time to quit is now, that kind of thing, right? And so we give these kids an opportunity to make a better choice, to make a choice that's not going to have as dire a consequence, right? Show them like, hey, there are consequences to your actions and they suffer those consequences, man. You know, they're missing games. They're missing things that they really enjoy to do. Um, they're, you know, in DAEP or they're in detention and things like that. Typically, the parents get involved in some, you know, some way. And um, but yeah, so they experience, you know, the repercussions of that. But at the same time, it's a little more understanding approach in that, like, yes, you did something that probably not probably that just was not a good idea. And, you know, that's that happens. You, you make bad choices. But the measure of success is, are you going to learn from those choices? Are you going to make that right? Are you going to change the kind of trajectory of, of, you know, the things that you're doing at this point, or are you going to keep doing what you're doing? Um, and I'd say like 9.5 times out of 10, these kids jump all over the opportunity to make things right, which is one, I think really encouraging because, you know, these kids, they know that they made a mistake and they wish that they could take it back. And while they can't take it back, we do give them the opportunity to make things right. I know I kind of went, went at length there, but that's one of uh, the most enjoyable things that uh, that we do is being involved with these schools in uh, such a involved kind of manner that we're involved in their drug policies and stuff like that too. So, and we work at, uh, you know, DAP sites, juvenile probations and juvenile detention centers. So that's cool though, uh, yeah. as far as the beyond just the curriculum, but the fact that they're in the drug policies, it shows that, like you were talking earlier, we're, we're there to make the connection. Yeah. We're there to stick around. Be Absolutely. There. And uh, it's proven to be pretty effective.
Absolutely. What should schools look forward to this year from YPI? That's a good question. So all of the stuff I just talked about, <laughs> uh, but above all, we've been coming off some uh, pretty weird years, right? With COVID and everything. And because of that, schools have really had to kind of take a lot of safety precautions just as far as who they're letting onto their campus from outside, right? We don't know where don't know where you've been, so you got to be careful. Uh, and of course, that's completely reasonable. It's, it's safe. Uh, but with things kind of calming down, what we're really looking for to is just a higher level of consistency with all the stuff that I've talked about. Being on campus more, uh, being present more, being visible more, uh, being, you know, useful as, as much as we possibly can be. Really, we are just looking for a higher level of consistency now that things have opened up a little bit more. People are kind of accustomed to, you know, rolling with the punches as far as this stuff goes. And we're we just want to be as useful and as helpful as we possibly can be to the schools and to the communities that we're all in uh, all across East Texas and 12 different counties. Right. And yeah, just being more visible, being more consistent and um and, and, you know, that's something that we've been wanting to do for the last two or three years. But obviously there was a few roadblocks in the way, nothing huge, just a national pandemic and whatnot. But yeah, now that that's calmed down, we're just hitting it, hitting it running full speed ahead, you know. So stepping away, stepping away from the Zooms <laughs> and stepping back into classrooms is where you guys Yeah, shot. absolutely. I mean, you know, we did not take this job because we like sitting at a desk. Ideally, you know, if we're in the office for more than an hour, two hours a day, like that's that's just a little too much sitting still. Uh, we like being out there. We like teaching. We like, you know, working with with students. We like working with teachers and, and everybody like that. So absolutely. We just are ready to get back out there and to hit things at 100 percent, you know, the way that we were before all this kind of went down. But yeah, always on the move. Love to see it. Other than that, do you have any final pieces? You know, it's just uh uh, we appreciate you doing this, kind of hosting this and uh, getting this information out there because I think um, I don't even know if a lot of people really understand how important, you know, prevention is and how just how much we're we're trying to get out there. We're trying to, you know, serve, do things like that, because I think uh, now more than ever, stuff like this is needed because the whole idea of prevention is to try and prevent a problem before it's a problem. Right. That's why prevention started. You know, they saw there was a problem. There's a national epidemic of opioid use or uh, you name it. There's just drug use all over the place. And they were like, OK, we need to treat the people who have the problem. But then we need to figure out how to keep the problem from happening. Right. And that's where we come in. And that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep these these youngins from uh, you know making mistakes that can alter the course of their life for the negative and instead show them like, hey, you can live your life and you can do great things and you can be a great person who um, you know gets everything they want out of life. And the best way you're going to do that is if you stay away from this stuff that uh, is only there to kind of wreck things for you. So we're just, uh, that's, that's what I'd have to add. That's what I'd have to put out there. Appreciate you having me on here to share a little bit about my department and what we do. If you or someone you know needs help with a substance use issue or concern, or if you just want more information, you can call the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas 24-7 at 1-800-445-8562. Give, Get, Grow is a production of the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas and the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center. We work in Angelina, Hardin, Houston, Jasper, Jefferson, Nacogdoches, Newton, Orange, Polk, Sabine, San Augustine, San Jacinto, Shelby, Trinity, and Tyler counties, where we offer prevention, intervention, and treatment programs and services. The Prevention Resource Center has a ton of information about the region available for free as a part of its mission. For more information, visit adacdet.org prc5. That's A D 
A-C-D-E-T dot O-R-G slash P-R-C-5. A big thanks to Jacob Smith for speaking with us today and a big thank you to all the listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Follow ADAC on Facebook at A-D-A-C-D-E-T and on Instagram at A-D-A-C underscore D-E-T. Thank you for joining us. Be safe and take care of yourself. And we will see you next time here on Give, Get, Grow.